Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia, as we start our 24th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're beginning our 24th season on air and very honored to have for the entire show the Mayor of Long Beach, the Honorable Robert Garcia. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you and congratulations on your new season. Thank you, thank you. So let's take a look at your first year in office. Sure. Uh, uh, and by the way, I just let me comment, uh, uh, Robert has an infectious enthusiasm that pervades all that he does, and I, I think that, that really uh, is very helpful. But uh, uh, crime is at a 40-year low. Congratulations. Thank you. But we have problems, and uh, what to do about the gangs? Sure. I mean, I think, first of all, I think we've got to be proud of the men and women of the police department. If you look at the way we track crime, uh, especially the five, we take a, what's called a five-year average. Uh, Long Beach is experiencing some incredibly low levels of crime when you look at the last 40 years. Now, there's no question that uh, in some areas, in some neighborhoods, you do have spikes in crime, and that happens year to year. But overall, uh, statistically, Long Beach is in a really strong place. Um, now, we are facing, like a lot of cities in the, across the country, challenges uh, in certain neighborhoods. Uh, we have to invest more in, in gang prevention and in gang reduction. Uh, this year's budget that we just passed actually uh, provides some of that additional dollars. Um, and it's also not just about policing, but it's about increasing park space, uh, expanding library services, which we're doing, and expanding library hours, uh, and really bringing the community involved as well. And so I mean, we're proud of the progress, but there's really a lot of work to do still. Long Beach has had uh, a traditional gang problem, about 5,000 gang members, 1% of the population, and it's just been there. H how do we take a bite out of that? Well, it's systemic, as you know. I mean, one thing is if you, you have to look at crime trends over the last 20, 30 years. So when you look at those trends, uh, we are, the, the trend is going down as far as the amount of gang violence and crime that we have. Uh, but again, we still have a lot of challenges, but we're, we're addressing those. A lot of it is education, I believe, and access to jobs and economic development. Uh, the growth and success of Cal State Long Beach, I think, has been a part of the success of the community. I think Long Beach City College uh, also expanding and having so many students and focusing on underrepresented communities is also an advantage. And then you think about our uh, Long Beach Unified School District. Its success, the success of our education system, has mirrored the downward trend of crime as well. So it's not just the responsibility of the Long Beach Police Department. It's actually everyone's responsibility. Absolutely to make it as safe city as possible. Uh, including educators, teachers, and librarians, absolutely. And apropos of that, you mentioned uh, uh, employment. Unemployment is down to 7.7%, which is uh, a significant drop since uh, uh, 2008 when it was at 15%. So we're coming along, but there still are serious pockets of unemployment. Absolutely. I mean, we. Uh, 
you know, we went through a pretty tough recession years ago, and when you reach a high of 15% unemployment, that's difficult for any community. So the fact that it's dropping uh, and continues to drop, I think, is a very good thing for Long Beach. Uh, Long Beach, L.A. County, Los Angeles uh, all have around the same unemployment rate. Uh, it's, it's still beginning to decrease. Uh, there's a lot more work to do, but the progress is going in the right direction. So we're, we're really proud of that. And as part of our redevelopment, Douglas Park, of course, is a, is a, a big success. And next, uh, our next show will be with the UTI folks. I know you were there for the uh, ceremonial opening. And uh, they train uh, uh, potential uh, uh, automobile mechanics and experts that get good paying jobs after going through a 50 week course. Absolutely. Douglas Park is a huge success story. I mean, it's over by the airport, and you've got brands like Virgin Galactic, uh, Mercedes-Benz, UTI that's there, and others that are moving in. We're, we're actually building an incredibly strong job base uh, there at Douglas Park. We're talking about thousands and thousands of jobs, and these are good-paying jobs yeah. with benefits that can really support a middle-class family. So it's, we're going to see a lot of good growth there. Let's turn to uh, body cameras for police. I know that that's being studied, and I understand uh, come the first of the year, the chief plans to, uh, to institute that program. Absolutely. We've been very supportive of the chief's initiatives. The good thing about what we're doing is our chief of police has been working with our rank-and-file police officers to ensure that the process and the pilot process has been fair and open and transparent. Uh, so we've been testing and looking at different equipment throughout the last eight or nine months, and we expect that we're going to begin rolling out this pilot program here just in the next few months. Uh, and with that is going to come uh, really an opportunity for the public and for the police officers, for the police union, to also be involved in the evaluation. And so it's going to be a community process, but we, we also think it protects the officer. I understand in other communities that have adopted it, it has reduced the number of complaints against the police because there's a photographic record of what happened. And it's also uh, protected uh, uh, where there has been an abuse. Uh, it, it's more documented. So I think it's, it's fair to both sides. Absolutely. And I think one of the great things about Long Beach is that we have this great police department. I mean, I think we have a record of having a police department that works with the community. Uh, and so I think this is also an additional protection. Um, it's good for the public. I mean, the public, I think, is, it, it's, uh, it's transparent, but it's also good for, for the cops, I think. I think yeah. they're able to also record uh, and have that satisfaction knowing that they're, what they're doing is, 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 is the right thing and they're not being um, you know, accused of doing something that they didn't do as well. And so I think it works both ways. Absolutely. And finally, uh, you've instituted two clean teams, which are trucks that are identified as uh, clean up, and they go around and do what? So L Long Beach has, has these great business improvement districts, as you know, and uh, these improvement districts have dedicated clean teams to, in Bixby Knowles and downtown Belmont Shore, other areas. What we're doing is we're creating these same kind of model within the city structure so that we have these dedicated trucks that will be branded that will just go around the city, particularly areas that have a lot of high litter or trash, and clean them up and provide additional services. So that was actually in this year's budget. We just passed it. So we should be instituting those in the next couple months. It's kind of an interesting example of uh, Giuliani, mayor, former mayor of New York, Giuliani's uh, broken window theory that uh, you want to eliminate graffiti uh, before it infects the neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, 
and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to POLB.com, the port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. Continuing our conversation with His Honor Mayor Robert Garcia, the, literally the day before we taped this show, uh, your budget for fiscal 2016 was passed. Tell us about that budget. Yeah, the council did a great job. I mean, they unanimously passed the budget, uh, adopted all my recommendations and the city managers, and certainly made some ad uh, additions to it. But it's a really strong budget. It's responsible. It's balanced. Uh, and some of the highlights, I think, include uh, additional support for our police and fire academies, which is really important. We want to grow those. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit about gang prevention, which is in there. Expanded Sunday library hours, uh, which is really great. Uh, tech upgrades, so a lot of investment in technology. Uh, there's also more dollars in there for uh, the arts, including the Art Museum as well as the, art, the Arts Council. A lot of people forget that uh, our Art Museum, it's a really a municipal treasure. It's a, it's a municipal collection. We've got to support uh, the arts. And there is a public role for, for support of the arts. And so all of that is presented uh, in the budget. And I know a few hundred thousand dollars to eliminate no parking at 4 a.m. That's right. Neighbors in that neighborhood must be appreciative of that. Yeah, we have. Uh, we're going to do the largest parking reform we've probably done in 30 years in the city. Uh, we're going to start rolling that out in a few months. Uh, it essentially is going to go and begin in the parking impacted areas. So you think about neighborhoods like Alamitos Beach, um, Alamitos Heights, uh, parts of downtown, the Wilmore area that really are uh, there's no parking for a lot of folks, and they're moving their cars at three, four in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's so. okay. Well, let's look at the challenges in the year ahead. Now, one of the big challenges is the uh, projected deficit uh, uh, um, of seven million uh, for the following year and seven and a half million. Uh, how are you going to handle that? Well, I think we're going to handle it the way we've been handling the last few years of the budget. We're going to continue to budget very uh, conservatively. Uh, we're going to put money away, which we've been doing, and every year we've been 
fooling our reserves uh, full of, uh, of additional dollars. And then we're going to look at ways that we can cut in a way that doesn't affect core services. Uh, we expect also what's not included in that deficit is all of the revenue projections that are coming in uh, at, a, at a higher clip than we expected. A lot of retails moving in, whether it's at the Pike downtown or other, or other parts of East Long Beach. New targets coming in here in East Long Beach. We have a lot of new stores that are opening so up. So bottom line, the way out of this squeeze has to be economic development. It, it's absolutely economic tax development. Revenue. It's, it's, it's absolutely tax revenue, but also property tax. And think that's why when people say, well, why do you want to add 2,000 units in downtown? Well, you want to add those units because those are additional support first of, of both sales tax and as well as property tax for, for the city. And then that translates across the entire community. And of course, the Civic Center project is, is on track. And I understand uh, groundbreaking will be as early as next spring for the new combined Civic Center and Port Headquarters. That's right. We expect, actually, there to be uh, shovels in the ground and construction beginning in 2016. It's going to be pretty uh, spectacular. It's gonna, and it really is going to be a, a, a development that was inclusive. Remember, it's not just a, a new city hall and Port Headquarters, but most importantly, it's a new central downtown library. And God knows we, we need it. Uh, it's just my... <laughs> opinion of uh, we, we need a new civic center and Absolutely. we need more access and we need a, a community gathering place for concerts and, and meetings outdoors and uh, and access I mean uh, so th that that is quite exciting and uh, uh, hopefully we'll be able to pay for it Absolutely. We're, we're, as, as you know, we have a, uh, a public-private partnership financing model, and so uh, the liability of the taxpayer is so low because we've essentially brought in a private investor to allow us to develop some of the, some of the land. Uh, and in turn, they're essentially paying for the development of, of the new city hall, which is really great. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, uh, challenges, of course, and, and controversies have a, uh, has revolved around the fire department and the paramedic model. And as you know, the county has just uh, disapproved of our mm -hmm. model, and uh, we need to go back to where it was, which is about a million and a half dollar cost. Is, is that going to come out of the fire department budget or general fund? So we're looking at that right now. I think uh, one thing that we're very clear about is that the pilot program that was instituted by the fire department, which the council supported, you know, we, we have to look at all at ways of innovating government and not every way is going to work and so we did a pilot program the county came back and said look this isn't this isn't working the way we want it to work so we're, we just dismantled that, pro that, that project um, that is going to mean though that the savings we would have gotten we're going to have to look at other ways of bringing that forward and so uh, in about January when we do mid-year adjustments we're going to look at ways of filling that hole but it's not just going to come out of the fire department budget because we can't just cut fire services and so we're going to have to find a way of creatively kind of sharing that uh, responsibility. So uh, that new deployment now is dead and and we are going back to our traditional deployment. That's right. Okay. Uh, I know your your focus and passion is education and uh, uh, the Long Beach Promise of course combines the three institutions uh, uh, and I know you want to increase internships. Tell us about work in that area. It's going great. So we have an initiative right now to double the amount of internships in the first two years uh, of launching this initiative. Uh, we have Cal State Long Beach, Long Beach City College, and uh, the K-12, all Long Beach Unified, all on the same page. It's an initiative 
uh, to double internships. And so we're meeting with businesses, we're meeting with, with investors, and we're getting money and dollars for businesses, small businesses, nonprofits to hire more interns. So we're already seeing an increase in interns. Uh, towards the end of this year, we're going to uh, kind of begin sharing some of the data that we're, that we're collecting on interns that are being um, brought in. And it's all really good news. Some of our largest employers of interns, like the port uh, or the city or the university, are all committing to doubling their interns. And so it's all going in the right direction. And then there may be a role for the trade schools like UTI in this educational complex. Even though they're technically not colleges, they do lead to uh, training that results in, in, in high-paying jobs in the automotive industry. Absolutely. Uh, our, our trades and these types of uh, institutions absolutely have a role with internships, so we're working with them as well. Finally, uh, uh, the union negotiations are coming up, and the projected deficit of seven and a half million for the next year or two doesn't include any wage increases. That certainly is a possibility. Uh, how, how do you plan to address that? Well, I think first is look at the record of the last year. So this last year, we were in labor negotiations with our largest group, the city employees, uh, and a lot of folks didn't know where where the council would stand, and the council stood tough. Uh, there were no increases. We certainly we provided kind of a one-time bonus for uh, for some employees that uh, that was uh, really modest. But the long term, there was no addition to the long-term pension obligation. There was no addition to any sort of liability for the city, and so that was a, a, a very fiscally conservative position that we took, uh, and and it worked. And then we're going to continue in that same vein to ensure that we don't overspend. It's the unfunded liabilities of the pensions that can really get to us. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I think what people should recognize is that Long Beach today is putting more away into our unfunded liability than we ever have. So we're paying it down. Yes. So when people talk about, oh, there's a deficit uh, next year, well, that deficit is exactly related to more money we're paying for unfunded liability. So it's, it's good news. And maybe we'll get lucky and oil prices will go up uh, above $40 <laughs> and we'll get a, a bonus windfall. Sure, lucky for some, yeah. <laughs> uh, Edison, uh, a thorn in the city's side. Tell us what we're going to do about the unreliable electrical service that Edison is providing us. Well, we really feel like Edison, and I certainly feel that, that I don't feel that the network is very reliable. I mean, we have to rebuild and regain trust. And I think Edison has to uh, build a stronger partnership with the city. You know, unfortunately, the city doesn't regulate, as you know, the utility. It's regulated by the state of California. Uh, and so uh, the PUC, which regulates utilities, is right now doing an investigation we hope that investigation will be completed in the next few weeks. We'll really understand what happened with the outages and the blackouts, and we'll really understand what the infrastructure looks like and where the investments have to be made. And so I'm kind of reserving judgment until uh, we get that report. Uh, but what I do know is that you know we, we need to rebuild trust, and we need massive investment in our system. You correctly called it unacceptable. Absolutely. And uh, the same word came to my mind when, I, when, when the second or third time it happened. And... We're building a multi-hundred million dollar civic center. We have to have a reliable source of electricity. They have a monopoly. Uh, we're, we're, we're stuck with each other. Uh, we're, we're their largest service area. That's right. They owe us a modern plant. And, you know, I'm not a, an engineer, but... Uh, I just have the feeling that that stuff is real old and needs replacement. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, there, there, there's no question that the types of upgrades that, uh, that they should have been making over the last few years, over the last few decades, uh, they have not been making those investments. And I think if they were, we wouldn't have the situation we were in. Amen to that. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages.
How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. Italy is a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Bellflower, Long Beach. When you have enough internet speed for everyone in your home, mom can video chat with grandma. Your daughter can check her favorite sites. Your son can conquer the galaxy. And you'll still have enough bandwidth to conquer your first warrior pose. Get internet speed starting at 60 megabits per second with Charter Spectrum. Where will it take you? Continuing our conversation with Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia, let's talk about the proposed minimum wage. L.A. is going there. The county is going there. Uh, I know a study has been commissioned. Uh, where do you stand on minimum wage increases? Absolutely. So I think first it's important to note uh, Los Angeles and the county obviously both passed minimum wage increases. Uh, we have uh, three or four other cities that are of our size in the county also right now looking at the wage increase. So what I've said from the beginning is that um, when you look at where wages and the economy and the growth, have they uh, grown at the same rate? I personally don't believe so. But I also don't know and I can't hear, sit here and say that we should raise the wage by X or it should be Y. I think that we've got to have a data-driven approach to looking at, the, at raising the wage. And so what we've done is commissioned a study. We've been working with the Chamber of Commerce. We've been working with workers. We've been working with our bids like the DLBA and, and the Bixby Mills Association to put, to, to put together a very open and transparent process on a discussion about the minimum wage. And so what will happen over the next few months is you're going to see uh, you know, six, seven, eight large public discussions, hearings that will include everyone at the table to discuss uh, possible increases or not increases or, ex or exemptions. But at the end of the day, we've got to have a process that's really driven on data uh, and, and the impacts, because there really are impacts. There's impacts to nonprofits, there's impacts to small businesses, Absolutely. and of course there's impacts to workers. And so we've got to figure out what, what works for Long Beach. And yeah, I think you called it uh, at the council meeting, the Long, the Long Beach way of doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Just because LA did something one right. way, it doesn't mean Long Beach should do it the same way. And okay. I think that's very important. Let's spend a moment getting up close and personal with you, Mr. Mayor. You've been in office for a little over a year now. Uh, what's your feeling? Uh, are you sleeping well at night? Uh, <laughs> Uh, what are your days like? Uh, are you glad you ran for this job? Uh, well, I'm absolutely glad I ran for this job. Uh, I think that uh, you know it was a very tough race, as you as you probably remember. Uh, a lot of money and a lot of a lot of uh, 
factions uh, back and forth, but I'm really glad I ran and went through it. I got to know the city even better. This is my hometown. I mean, I was, I was a student. You and I met when I was a student here, you know, t- almost 20 years ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so, uh, and so uh, I, I love being mayor of Long Beach, and I'm glad I ran because I think the city's going in the right direction, and people feel good about the direction the city's going in. Um, but I am getting I, I actually sleep very well. I, I feel like I'm fortunate that I had a chance to see a little bit of government uh, as a councilman before because I feel like on day one I was ready to go. And I think that's a, a combination of just being uh, a product of our great Long Beach uh, education system, uh, but also having the experience of being on the council. So I feel, I feel like things are going really well. And I have to also give a little credit to some of the council members. They're, they're really working hard. Uh, they're doing a great job. And I think you've got a city that's going uh, full, full steam ahead. When you walk around town uh, shopping or whatever, do folks come up and say, uh, way to go, or how come you did this, or a combination of that? Well, it's always a combination. You have a lot of folks saying, hey, great job, or thanks for doing this. But then you have people that are really concerned about issues, and that's important that, you, that we listen. You know, you have people say, hey, I, you know, my sidewalk needs replacement, or you have people say, you know what, um, I, I wish li- our libraries were open uh, more or later in the evening. Um, or you have people come and talk to you about other issues that maybe you don't have um, uh, as much influence over, uh, you know, they need it, they, their kid needs a job or uh, they need uh, something in one of their schools. But you still listen, you still try to work with them, you try to find them resources, uh, and you just do the best you can. What is your hope after, uh, say, four years in office, your first term, uh, looking back, what would be your hope, your goal, your dream uh, to be able to say four, uh, after four years in office? Well, I think, you know, I'll be looking at, at, at data and metrics. I think you've got to look at uh, where the unemployment rate is at. I think you need to look at um, how are we doing with crime and, and our, how's our, our, our five-year average. I think you've got to look at development. Uh, you've got to look at revenue that's coming into the city. And you look, you look at the budget and the deficit. I think those are all areas that we can look at uh, and, and hopefully be able to benchmark. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, I think I want people to feel like the city's in a better place today than it was um, you know, four years ago. And I think that's moving forward every four years is really important for, I think, the growth of the yeah. city. Great. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Spill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. 
you'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. So we would like to thank our mayor, Robert Garcia, for his infectious optimism as he goes about uh, all of his duties. Uh, it, it helps uh, in the good times and it helps in the bad times where you have someone as positive as you are, Robert. So uh, um, final words uh, for our viewers. Or yeah, I think, you know, the, something I always try to say is uh, tell folks to really be proud of the city they live in. You know, Long Beach is a really great place with great schools, great communities. Uh, it's a large urban city made up of great neighborhoods. Yeah. Uh, and we also have some great assets, the Port of Long Beach, uh, this university, Cal State Long Beach, the airport that people love in this community, uh, and, and, and great people. And so be proud of your city. Promote Long Beach wherever you are. That's what I try to do. Uh, and hopefully uh, we're going to build a better community for future generations. You called it ambassador-in-chief, I Absolutely. think, in the campaign. So are you ambassadoring a lot? Uh, I, I am the ambassador-in-chief, no okay. question about it. Okay. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Please be with us next week for the next edition of our show. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.